Hi, my name is Pete McCall, and welcome to episode 101 of All About Fitness. Now that I'm into triple digits, I'm going to do something that I've wanted to do for a little while, and that's bring you a little bit of insight into the development of how fitness products get made. First, before I go in the introduction for today's guest, I want to say thank you. Thank you very much to those of you who've been downloading All About Fitness and those of you who've been writing in. I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm overwhelmed uh, as I see the, the podcast gaining more popularity. And what I'm going to try to do is I want to bring you kind of behind the curtain a little bit. You know, I, I'm going to try to interview some equipment inventors. I've, I've talked to one or two folks already. I have a couple things lined up. And, and seeing the popularity of my recent URSA broadcast, where I spoke to a number of different companies, I'm going to try to do more of this, where I speak to more inventors of, of equipment or the people that work for equipment companies to kind of give you a little bit of idea about, about how they develop the equipment and, and why that equipment is beneficial. And as one of my first uh, broadcasts in that area, it's indeed, it really was an honor to catch up with Michelle Dalcourt. He created something that is really probably the most intelligent piece of fitness equipment that is currently on the market. And I say that, you know, with all respect. And, and I've, I've known Michelle probably a little bit more than 10 years. And in fact, when I left the American Council on Exercise, I worked directly for them. They're the largest uh, personal training certification group in the country, in the U.S. I worked directly for them for a few years. But as an employee, I couldn't work with equipment companies. And one of the things I wanted to do was to work closer with Michelle and a couple other equipment companies to be in that side of the space. And, and so one of the reasons why I left, uh, when I left ACE was to, to do some work with Michelle on the product we're going to ta- talk about today. And that product is the Viper. Viper stands for Vitality, Performance, and Reconditioning. And it really is, you know, when Michelle introduced it back in 2010, when he brought it to market in 2010, it really... It takes a very creative trainer, it takes somebody who really understands movement to know how to, to use the Viper correctly. Now, besides our interview today, Michelle and I talk about loaded movement training. He gives you some of the benefits of that. You know, a number of years ago, we recorded an interview actually for Ace when I worked with Ace. We recorded, we recorded an interview on YouTube about the benefits of using the Viper. So I'm going to have that down below so you can, you know, access that and see it and see the Viper in action. But what we talk about today is the benefit of using Michelle's product and why it's important, you know, because a lot of times when we go to the gym and we lift weights, we're just simply picking a weight up and setting it back down. Now think about this. Anytime you're at home or anytime at work and you pick something up, what do you do with it? You probably carry it somewhere. It's, you don't go at home and you don't pick up a thing of laundry, you just set it right back down in, in the dirty clothes area or by your, by your laundry machine. You don't do that. You carry it somewhere. So Michelle's product is one of the most intelligent products because it allows you to carry a weight through space instead of simply lifting a weight up and down. So on this episode of All About Fitness, after a brief word from the sponsor, it really it's a lot of fun to sit down with Michelle Dalcourt, the creator of the Viper and the founder of the Institute of Motion. What is part bench, part balance trainer, part stability ball, part jump box, and all results. The TerraCore by Vicor Fitness, specially designed to help enhance balance, strength, agility, and metabolic conditioning. The TerraCore is quickly becoming the go-to piece of workout equipment used by fitness professionals around the world. Whether you're training to earn that eight-figure contract or just trying to get in better shape, 
The TerraCore will help you achieve results you never thought possible. TerraCore by Vicor Fitness, the shape of things to come. Go to www.vicorefitness.com and use code AAF, that's all about fitness, AAF, to save 20% on the purchase of a TerraCore. I'm Pete McCall with All About Fitness, and today we're talking with Michelle Dalcourt, the inventor of the Viper. So, Michelle, how'd you get the idea for the Viper, and can you give us a little description about what it is? Uh, yeah, sure, Pete. Um, yeah, it's good to talk to you. So, I, um, a, a gentleman named Simon Bennett and myself, this is going back about 13 years, uh, we were doing a lot of uh, training and conditioning, particularly as Canadians with hockey players, and what we noticed was that farm kids... Uh, typically when going into a sport of hockey, we're stronger than city kids, or I'm going to say gym kids in a lot of combative elements of the sport. And so that was, uh, interesting to us. And what we started to do was we started to take a look at why that would be, uh, particularly in view of the fact that when we're in the gym, our goal is to typically move up the chain as a percentage of one RM if strength is our outcome. And, uh, and when we do that, we have to limit degrees of freedom. Uh, so, you know, as our weight goes up, our degrees of freedom go down, which is an inverse relationship, which is typically something that we adopt in the, the gym. And that trains a particular type of strength because it accesses a particular fiber typing, type two fibers, based upon, uh, you know, Henneman's size principle of as load goes up, we need to access more fast glycolytic fibers. Uh, ironically, when we look, compare that to what we do outside the four walls of the gym day to day, particularly on the farm, is we deal most likely with submaximal loads uh, with more degrees of freedom. So if you and I are bailing hay, uh, chances are we're not going to do a, a repetition scheme that looks like any other rep uh, as we go through our day. So we've got this kind of infinite variability, so to speak, on the farm with submaximal loads. And the net result is that, you know, when you try to wrestle a farmer or try to battle against the farmer, they're strong in odd positions because they've exposed themselves to odd positions. And so uh, our analysis was very simple at first, which was why are these farm kids so strong in the corners and in front of the net uh, when they're playing hockey? And so that was a question in our minds. And that question began to grow as we looked at different elements of training. And so... Uh, we started to interact with these rubber floorings that were rolled up like you would if you were, were to roll up a piece of carpet, Pete, and, you know, put it in the corner and tie it together in the, in the middle. It would look like a rubber tube um, if it was floor matting for gym floors. And so we had that in the back bay of, of our studio um, and we started to flip it as you would a, a strongman tire. And then we would change the angulation of the flips and then uh, Simon came to me when we were at the CanFit Pro convention in Toronto, Canada and said, you know, if we put handles in there, we could actually, you know, do some lifting and, and shifting series. And, uh, so when he said that a rocket went off in my head and that was really the genesis towards the first prototypes we made with, uh, with Viper. And so as you've developed the, the equipment, what I think is, is what I love about, you know, in our conversations previously is this concept of loaded movement training that is something that, that a lot of people have been doing all along, but that you kind of categorized and put a little methodology behind. Can you just, I mean, you kind of described loaded movement training already to a degree, but how would you describe the benefits of loaded movement training? Well, 
loaded movement training is just a, it's a, it's a term that we coined to kind of add some clarity to what we do essentially in life. So, you know, for the listeners out there, you know, when we think about exercise or dealing with load, we do it in a very uh, mechanical approach. I'll say in the gym, nothing wrong with that. There's certainly adaptations and, and, um, and gains to be made. And then we also interact with load differently when we're outside the four walls of the gym. So doing chores and, you know, living our lives. And so, um, loaded movement training would be interacting with mass while you're adding load to movement patterns. And so our bodies tend to adapt differently to that style of load than they do to other styles of load. So in other words, Pete, if you were to take a bar and place it across your back and you're going to do a back squat, there is a compressive force uh, to that element. The benefit is you can actually increase load uh, to the point where um, bony structures, nervous system, uh, muscle structure, connective tissue structure, uh, particularly fascia, can adapt to that style of loading. There's a dark side to that too, because if all I do is lift heavy all the time, there's a compressive load that aggregates over time and it affects my discs and the hyaline cartilage of my joints. And, uh, you know, it's just decay and wear and tear. Uh, when we interact with load outside, we typically don't necessarily load it on our body. We reflect it away from the midline of the body. So if you take a bag of groceries, you take a bale of hay, you took a, uh, a spade of dirt and a shovel, and you started to interact with it, what you're doing there is you're taking load away from the body, and there's less compressive force and more tensile force or tension force in the body. And our bodies deal with that stress as well, that mechanical stress, uh, by fortifying uh, collagen and fortifying, you know, nervous system connection and fortifying actinomyosin protein structures within the muscle to that style of loading as well. So we need both. Uh, you know, our, our argument here is that we need both because for millennia, for thousands and thousands of years, our biology self-assembled and self-organized based on that style of loading too. And the gym exposure style of loading is relatively new for our biological evolution. And it's not to say that one is better than the other. They are certainly different. And there's been a lot of study on the gym style of training and not a lot of study on the lifestyle of training. And we would argue that there needs to be more scrutiny. There needs to be more questions uh, that are answered as it relates to what our body has seen for thousands of years, which is you pick up a mass, you change your body position, you move around with it, you take it off the midline, and you asymmetrically load it. And anecdotally, we see evidence of this all the time. You know, the question is, if, you, if a gym kid's going to wrestle a farm kid, you know, where's your money? Who's going to win that battle? Right? And that's the anecdotal evidence. Right? Most people would say the farm kid's going to win. Uh, but we would love, and we are in the process of engaging in a conversation on a, on a clinical level to validate this, um, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with, with, you know, empirical evidence as well. So, and, and, and I know I'm respecting your time here. I know, I know we're running, we're running short. And so you're, so the concept of using the Viper and moving, moving resistance or moving a load through space, can that help reduce somebody's injury? And could that, what's, what kind of effect would that have on somebody who's a little bit, you know, over the age of 40 or over the age of 50? Why should they be doing that on a regular basis? Well, I'm going to answer that really good question a couple ways. So if we take a look, I'm going to answer it four ways. The first way is uh, through mechanical kind of support. The other one's through neurological support. And then the third is through metabolic. And then the last one is through cells, cell signaling. 
So this style of training, why does it help? Well, if we look at just the sheer mechanics of it and mechanical loading, when we start to load in different representations, different angulations, different positions, right? The variability of mechanical force allows our body to become strong in odd positions. So the simple way of saying that is when you load your body with infinite or near infinite degrees of freedom differently all the time. Your body gets strong in all those positions. If I just do certain patterns over and over again, there is an increased risk of injury potentially in overuse, depending on my rest schemes and my periodization. Um, The other one is we want to vary load so that we can actually reduce wear and tear on a particular pattern. And so within reason, we want some degree of variability Uh, so that we can mitigate stress and get strong and stress tissue along different lines. So if you look at, let's say, the research on, uh, you know, fascia, it, it, it loves three different things. It loves a different load, a different angle, uh, and a different speed. And so to fortify its structure authentically, we need those three inputs. And that's very important. And that's what we do in life. And, uh, it, it's not, you know, by it's not irony that that the, that tissue loves those three things because that's the randomness of life, and so we don't want rigidity and we don't want uh, chaos, which are polar ends of a continuum. Somewhere in the middle is is appropriate variability, which is something that is a a normalized tenant of biology. So mechanically, we kind of love variability. We love loaded movement training because it offers us loading in odd positions. Uh, neurologically, new and novel movement tasks spark neurogenesis and synaptogenesis. So for the audience that is listening, right? So let's say it's 35 to you know 60, somewhere in there. Why would that matter? Because new and novel tasks, which spark growth in the nervous system, are essential to cognitive development. We need that to be able to develop in, in as we age, because cognitive decline are is critically important for the aging process. And so that's something that is absolutely critical for us. Uh, Metabolically, if we challenge load and movement together, there's a different metabolic signature to that. So we increase, let's say, intensity to a certain degree, and that utilizes different substrates, which is basically by saying we're we're using different energy sources that our bodies rely on. And the more we can do that, the more we expose ourselves to efficiency uh, that is also aiding, potentially aiding to metabolic health. And metabolic syndromes and metabolic decay is one of the natural, uh, or uh, another way to say it, it is a leading cause of all-cause mortality for individuals as we age. So metabolically, it's very important to engage in load and movement because of the demands of intensity. And then the last one is kind of self-signaling. Everybody's uh, very interested in what what's called HIT, high-intensity interval training. Uh, that has benefit to lean body, develop, or lean body mass development, muscle mass, uh, as well as lipid mobilization, the concept of using fat as a fuel source. And uh, you know, there's a different chemistry that, that ensues in the body when we introduce ourselves to HIT training or high-intensity steady state, which seems to be more popular now. And so all of these things matter as it relates to uh, the process of aging. We need nerves, we need mechanical aspects, we need metabolic aspects, and we need cells to be signaling in a certain way to organize themselves to be healthy. 
so loaded movement training, is it the only answer? Absolutely not. Is it a valuable component of the conversation? We feel that it absolutely is. And so your piece of equipment, the Viper, and for people listening, I'll have a video link below in the show notes of something Michelle and I did a while ago. And I also have um, a video link of uh, some of Michelle's programming partners, the Genesis team up a little bit north of Los Angeles, that will show some really unique and novel ways. Because what you just mentioned, Michelle, not only, you can not only increase lean body mass, you can expend energy or lose fat, but you can also reduce the, the effects of biological aging process. All that stuff is possible with, with, using, your, with using the Viper, your equipment? Well, you know, it seems, it seems overtly self-indulgent to say, yes, all these things <laughs> can be accomplished with one tool. And the reality is, yes. I mean, if you took, forget Viper, if you took a, a bale of hay, if you took, you know, went into the woods and grabbed the tree branch and started to move around with it, there's physiological benefit to doing that. So what Viper answers is the notion of, can we take tools that we otherwise would have interacted with outside the gym? And can we take those tools into a gym setting and organize movement and load training together? Does it replace classic strength training in the gym? No. Should it? Absolutely not. We still organize classic strength training protocols in our periodization models. However, what we do is we include movement tasks that do different things to elicit different benefits to the body. And what we do is combine them so that we can get not only strength improvements and performance improvements that we might see in a gym setting, and we can also organize this, this notion of variability and introduce that into the biological construct. Because uh, when you look at the research, it is steeped in, uh, in evidence that amplifies the value of variability. And I'll give you a couple of little things that your listeners can research. If you Google heart rate variability, uh, if you look at the notion of motor variability, which is to say, you know, our, our nervous system can do more things. It's got uh, variable inputs. Uh, mechanical variability would be your farm kit analogy. Uh, gut variability for gut flora for, for digestive health. These things are natural tenets of biology. Uh, and when we lose variability, we become a more rigid structure. And that does not allow us to age well. If there's too much variability, then there's chaos. And chaos is terrible for injury. It's terrible for trying to create an adaptation to the body. It is no good as it relates to, or let's say it's not optimal to achieve a certain result. And so in this bell curve, what we want is we want no rigidity and no chaos, which is the two polar ends. We want somewhere in the middle, which is a variable input to the body. Uh, and variability is that key. So can you accomplish it with Viper? Yeah, that's what the tool is designed for. Can you accomplish it with uh, other tools? For sure you could. Uh, can you accomplish it if you go and garden? Yes, you can. And so all of these are valuable in the, the overall construct of what is important in relation to taking a look at all the inputs uh, that may matter as it relates to training, conditioning, and achieving a performance, a health, uh, an optimal outcome because of it. Awesome. And where can people get more information about Viper? Uh, well, they, they, if you go to uh, viper.com, uh, that website will be coming up in the next month or so. Uh, and then social media handles uh, Viper or Viper Pro. Uh, and, that's, and that's V-I-P-R, correct? 
That is correct. V-I-P-R. Yeah. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you for your time. I know it was short today and, and we'll have a future conversation about health coaching and what you're doing, the Institute of Motion with health coaching that I think that listeners really be interested in. So I appreciate right. your time and I look, we'll look forward to catch you up at a later time. Thanks much, Pete. Appreciate it. As you can tell from that interview, Michelle is undoubtedly probably one of the most thoughtful and one of the most cerebral guys we have working in the fitness industry. At his young age, he has been on the health advisory board for Equinox Fitness Company for a number of years now. And in the interest of full disclosure, as I mentioned in the, in the beginning, I, I was a master trainer for Viper when Michelle initially launched the product. And I first saw the Viper all the way back in, I think it was 2009, when I did some mountain biking with him and I got to play with one of the early prototypes that he had in the back of the car when we went out and go hit the dirt and became a master trainer in 2010 when the Viper was initially launched on the market. So to see what he's done with the product and to see the way uh, the product has been used by the industry, it's, it's been interesting because, you know, as I said in the beginning, you know, this is probably the most thoughtful products we've had introduced in fitness in a number of years. And I really, I'm a huge fan of the product. I probably use it. I have a couple at home and I use it uh, when I work out at Equinox. I probably use it maybe two, three times a week um, because it really does help with tissue. The handle, you know, Michelle went into a little bit detail about, about fascia and connective tissue and I'm going to have a link to uh, an interview that Michelle and I did uh, about five or six years ago, I think, um, when I was still working with the American Council on Exercise, or it might have been right after I left. Anyway, it was an interview that Michelle and I did a few years ago where he kind of demonstrates, you know, he put he puts me through a couple of little exercises with the Viper, and he demonstrates the Ben. We talk about the benefits of it. And the Viper Pro is a little bit different, and I'm going to have uh, the website down below in the show notes. It's just simply VIPR.com. And he's a slight, you know, he made some minor changes to the product from his initial design, but they're really just very thoughtful. And from what, it, you know, from, from playing with it a little bit and from seeing it, all it does is, is it takes a brilliant product and makes it brillianter. I don't really know if that's a word, but it's like, it's like getting the update to a new iPhone. The iPhone already kicks butt, and all you're going to do is add a few simple things to it to make it uh, kick a little bit more butt. Um, as, you can, as you can tell, he just really is one of the thoughtful guys, and Michelle has one of the best reputations in the industry in terms of being a thought leader and somebody who's always pushing the envelope. And when the Viper first came out, I really, I thought it was going to change the way that we train. And for some people, for a certain percentage of trainers, it did, and it does. Because it allows you to focus on getting strong in all planes of motion. You know, when you look at most traditional lifts, when we look at most traditional exercises, they're pure linear. Well, you know, with Michelle, with what Michelle and Benny, Simon Bennett developed with the Viper, you can carry a mass easier through space. You know, before we would use that with medicine balls or sandbags, which are relatively limited in mass and size. You know, the Viper allowed, it's kind of like I've described it before, it's kind of like a combination of a barbell and a sandbell, so it allows for a little bit more creativity. And, you know, there's some very, there's some interesting people doing some very creative things um, with it, with the Viper. When it was first introduced, it was quickly adapted by professional rugby teams over in the UK. A uh, gentleman by the name of Todd Wright, I know, used it when he was a strength coach at UT Texas. And last I heard, Todd, I think, was a strength coach with the 76ers. I'm not sure if he's still there, but he did use it very successfully with his players when he was at the University of Texas. It has been adapted by certain professional-level sports teams. But it takes a certain mindset and a certain understanding to really get the biggest benefit from using the product. So it really was. It was an honor to catch up with Michelle. And, you know, we worked closely together for a little while. We haven't worked as closely the last little bit, but I just truly, 
I really hold him in such high regard as really as being one of these people who, who he's changed the fitness industry in ways that a lot of people don't appreciate. I mean, the fact is, if you take classes now, if you have a trainer now, I can pretty much guarantee that you're doing something, that your trainer or your instructor is having you do something that was influenced in part by what Michelle and what some of his colleagues have done through their Institute of Motion. So I'm going to have a few of the details down in the show notes. Obviously, I'm going to have a link to the Viper. Obviously, And I'm going to link to, as I mentioned, the, the interview. It's a little video interview that Michelle and I did a few years ago. So you can see the Viper in action. And I'll obviously have a link to the Institute of Motion too, which is Michelle's uh, ongoing education consulting company. Those guys are just they are some of the smartest guys in the biz doing amazing things. So hopefully you got a little bit out of this. What I plan on doing is I am going to bring you some inventors. I am going to bring you kind of inside some equipment people to see how they're creating the products. You know, we're going to go take a look at both, you know, established equipment companies and some of the newer equipment companies that are maybe doing new, different things. And Michelle with the Viper is definitely one of those people who's breaking the ground. He's establishing new trends. I'm going to have a couple links to social media handles for Viper down below so you can learn more about that, see how it's used in action. And if you have any comments, any feedback, you can always reach me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's if you have a product or something new you're bringing to market and you want to help me or want to talk about it here on the podcast, by all means, feel free to reach out. And if we can make the schedule happen, we'll do it. You know, likewise, if you have any suggestions or comments for upcoming guests, by all means, reach out to me. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter is PeteMC underscore fitness. That's PeteMC underscore fitness on Twitter. And Instagram is Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram. Thanks for stopping by All About Fitness. I look forward to having you join me for future episodes.